Hello, I'm Kathy Shagrin. I'm Stacia Matten. And I'm Mary Osborne. Nestled among the beauty of bright green cornfields, family farms, and the gentle rolling hills of west central Illinois is the small rural community of Monmouth. Lots of famous and infamous people have lived in Monmouth. Wyatt Earp was born here. Ronald Reagan attended grade school in town while his father sold shoes at Colwell's department store. Serial killer Richard Speck called this area home for a time. And actress Gladys Gale and Congressman Montgomery Rice were born and raised right here in the Maple City, too. Monmouth boasts Monmouth College and the Monmouth Zippers. It also has the distinction of being the birthplace of the women's fraternity movement. Our monthly program, which is generously sponsored by the Buchanan Center for the Arts, will feature a true tale from our past. So we invite you to sit back and listen as we learn more about the town we love. This is Prairie Tales. Hello, Prairie Tales fans. This is Mary Osborne. Fellow podcaster Kathy Shagrin has been looking into local family history. This month on Prairie Tales, she shares the story of a German immigrant and businessman, a man who had a passion for crafting great cigars, and how those cigars helped increase Monmouth's economy and popularity at a time when smoking was a regular pastime and part of the American culture. His house no longer stands. It was first damaged by fire in 1915, caused by a poorly working chimney flue. And then later in 1920, the house was completely destroyed by fire. When he died in 1927, Reamer Lahan and his wife Catherine were living in a spacious two-story home, now painted blue, down the street from the First United Methodist Church at 217 South 2nd Street. That first home on East Broadway was later rebuilt in the Tudor craftsman style and now houses the Office of Communication and Marketing for Monmouth College. I think about Reamer Lahan every time I drive by that house, which is often. Reamer Lahan was my great-great-grandfather. Genealogy records show that he had French roots, but Reamer was actually born and reared in northern Germany in the province of Holstein in Delmat to Johann and Ida Lahan. He was born in 1842, one of 11 children. Five years after his birth, his mother Ida died leaving the 11 children and a grieving husband. After Ida's death, Reamer developed a strong and special bond with his father, and in 1861, when Reamer made the decision to immigrate to America, primarily due to a bleak employment future in Delmat, Johann came too, with assurances from Reamer of future financial stability and security. The other 10 grown children remained in Germany. Lahan, who was described in an 1868 biographical album of Warren County, was industrious and hardworking, and he set out to start a new life in America, where opportunities were plentiful. I have read one account that reports that Johann immigrated first and settled in Troy, New York, another saying that they made the voyage together. Either way, a few months before his 19th birthday, Reamer landed in New York Harbor's Castle Garden on May 9th, 1861, the American Civil War had begun, and German immigration was in full force. Getting a job was job number one, and Reamer began working at a farm in Troy. Not fancying himself a farmer, he subsequently worked in a paper mill and also spent time in the cabinet-making business, learning English along the way. He became a member of the New York National Guard and served three years, spending much of his time in the growing city 
patrolling and putting down the draft riots that were taking place. It was during this time that he met his wife, Catherine Fogard, who had also emigrated from Germany. They wed in January of 1865. Reamer was released from the National Guard in 1866. Reamer had a passion for high quality cigars. His income, however, didn't allow him a sufficient budget to purchase them, and so he began to learn the fine art of rolling and crafting a superior cigar. For a time, he considered setting up a cigar factory in New York, but he didn't have the necessary capital to do it. Looking for less expensive pastures, in May of 1866, he and Catherine landed in Quincy, Illinois, and then in November, they made their final move to Monmouth. Lahan, now a member of the cigar manufacturing firm, Lahan and Jones. The Jones is most likely Claudius Jones, a local businessman who operated one of Monmouth's private banks. The cigar making factory was a small operation. Catherine served as the bookkeeper, Reamer rolled the cigars. After three months, the Lahans purchased Jones's interest in the company and the Lahan cigar business was underway and growing rapidly. Tragedy struck, though, in 1868, when fire destroyed the entire block where his factory was located in the area of 109 Southeast Street, across from where Market Alley Wines is located today. So they rebuilt. The business grew and new workers were slowly added until about 40 people were employed. The factory work was divided into two areas of interest, making cigars and selling cigars. By 1884, about one and a half million cigars were produced annually, a really incredible number if you consider that each of those cigars were hand-rolled. Always a fellow for high quality, his La Suprema and Phil Sheridan cigars were considered to be some of the finest cigars in the region. The workers at the Maple City Cigar Factory at 109 South 1st Street invented machinery that would sort the good tobacco leaves from the bad, press those leaves, and ensure the cigars had a uniform appearance. According to an article written by Jeff Rankin in 2017, the Rock Island Argus reported that by 1889, he was by far the leading cigar manufacturer in the IRS's fifth district, selling more than two and a half million cigars every year. And so, with a successful and growing business, the Lahans built the large home on the corner of 6th Street and East Broadway, a home later destroyed by fire. 1890 must have been a booming year for local merchants. Records show over 30 new homes were built in the city that year, including the Lahans. In 1891, Lahan purchased the Harding Block, located in the second block of East Broadway, and converted the building into a workable space that housed an office, shipping room, retail department, and warehouse. In 1896, when Lahan turned over the business to the Maple City Cigar Company, he became the company's first president. The Cigar Company was one of Monmouth's first companies to adopt a profit-sharing program for its employees. By 1899, Lahan had been making cigars recreationally and for profit for over 30 years. The Lahans were now grandparents, and they made plans to retire. His company was sold to local investors. He retained ownership in the Harding Block. It was remodeled again in 1905. In retirement, Lahan took on a variety of jobs and interests. He became a partner in the Monmouth Telephone Company. 
He worked for the Port of Chicago as a tobacco examiner. Running as an independent, he was elected and served two years as mayor of Monmouth in the late 1890s. At that time, Monmouth was in need of several physical improvements, and Lahan oversaw the replacement of existing wooden sidewalks that were in need of constant repair to more permanent brick ones. And he was a member of several lodges and a founding member of the Warren Lodge. And then for some time, the Lahans relocated to Tampa, Florida, where he worked as an inspector at the key entry port for Cuban tobacco. When they returned to Monmouth a few years later, they purchased a home which still stands at 217 South 2nd Street. Their four children were Ida Catherine, Andrew, Nina, and Reamer. Ida Catherine married a local farmer, Fred Hayden. They lived on a farm on the road that runs east of Farm King. One of their seven children, Catherine Martha, also married a local farmer whose name was Alfred White. They lived most of their married life on a farm east of Monmouth on Warren School Road. One of their daughters, Catherine Louise, was my mother. Andrew married Minnie Rankin and worked for a time in the cigar business before moving to California to become a fruit farmer and owner of a general merchandise store. He returned to Monmouth where he died in 1904. Their second daughter, Nina, married Wilfred Arnold, a lawyer and member of the Illinois State Legislature. They lived in Galesburg and are buried at Hope Cemetery. A fourth child, a boy named Reamer, died at 10 months of age and is buried next to his parents in Monmouth Cemetery. Catherine outlived her husband, passing away in 1931. At the age of 84, Reamer died on June 26, 1927. I have several pictures of the couple. Both are neatly dressed and look squarely into the camera. Reamer, wearing a smart three-piece suit, wears round spectacles and has kind eyes that could be bright blue. He sports an oversized salt and pepper bushy mustache, popular for the day. Catherine looks a bit more formidable with her high stand-up collared blouse under a formal dress. She has white hair pulled back away from her face. No nonsense people, perhaps, but kind looking. Mr. Lahan has been gone now for almost 100 years. A German immigrant, he was a self-made businessman whose hand-rolled cigars helped put Monmouth on the map in the late 19th century. And that, friends, is where this tale ends. Prairie Tales is a production of the Buchanan Center for the Arts in Monmouth, Illinois. Special thanks to Jeff Rankin for providing the content of this episode. If you enjoyed our podcast, look for more content on Instagram at Buchanan Center and on Facebook at BCA Monmouth. Email us with questions and suggestions for future episodes at prairietalespodcast at gmail.com. For Stacia Matten, I'm Mary Osborne. For Mary Osborne, I'm Kathy Shagrin. And for Kathy Shagrin, I'm Stacia Matten. Remember, not all history is found in a book. Sometimes it's found in the stories we tell. Just listen to the sound of the prairie, and you too might hear a tale.